Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Light, amazing. I mean, just light in and of itself. I mean, you wake up in the morning and the sun is shining. Aren't you glad that you don't live in Alaska where this time of year it's like dark 24 hours a day? I love being able to get up and see the sun shining. In the summertime, you get up in the morning and you hear the birds chirping. There's just something about it that just begins to, to just bring life into your life, right? And obviously, we can so easily take light for granted because it's so easily at our disposal. In fact, for that matter, uh, light is just simply at the, the, the end of the touch of flipping a switch, right? I mean, you come into a dark room, do you have to worry about it being dark anymore? No, you just turn the light switch on and you've got light, right? We take light for granted. We take light for granted. Now, maybe you can relate to me, but it's always good and everything's fine until the light underneath of the microwave goes out. You know what I mean? Do you have one of those stove, above the stove microwaves? Now, for us, we, we turn the light on for the kids. And it's like, okay, it just creates a warmth. It creates just an atmosphere where if you get up in the middle of the night, you've got light. But when that light goes out, it's like, what happened? It's dark, right? And, and your tree looks so pretty or your house looks so awesome in the snow as the lights are glistening. But then all of a sudden, that one single stinking light bulb goes out. <laughs> and that one light bulb messes up the whole strand. You know what I'm talking about? And who wants to go looking for a, sing, a single light in this strand of light bulbs, Right? And have you ever tried to replace one of those things? Sometimes it's not that easy. You know what I mean? You're trying to dig it out and you break a fingernail trying to get that light bulb out of there. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you aren't those kind of people. You just throw the whole thing away, right? Just put, put new up there. I ain't dealing with all this kind of thing. But again, we just, we so often take light for granted. So for that matter, how many of you put lights on your house? Anybody? Now, now, wait, wait. Now, before you raise your hands, I am not talking about that fake, cheap, cheater mentality of putting the laser light show on your house. I'm talking, I'm talking about you actually put strands of lights up there. Anybody? Come on. If you do that. Okay, there's a few of you in here. Some of you, I mean, you really make it a matter of, of, of yard art and you put the, the lights out there and make it look so festive. And, you know, my, I just don't do that. I'm sorry. You know, I appreciate you that do that. My wife will be driving down the road. She's been trying to get me to do that for the last several years. The kids talk about it. You know, why don't you put lights up for the kids? I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> and then we go driving down the road and then we see houses that are all lit up. And she's like, isn't that pretty? And I'm like, yeah, that's why we drive this way to look at their lights. <laughs> but am I going to do it? No, I don't want to do it. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. Hey man, that's what I hear. 
Well, we just a couple weeks ago, we actually went down to the Detroit Zoo. They, they, they decorate the zoo with lights for Christmas. And actually, we went down there the very first night that they were open. In fact, it was like we had the whole zoo to ourselves. There wasn't very many people out there, probably because it had been raining all day. There was no snow on the ground or anything of that nature. And so about 5.30, they let us in. And it was just dark and kind of nasty looking. But when you start looking off into the distance... The whole park or the whole zoo is just illuminated with Christmas lights. And it's just beautiful. Now, there was no animals that you looked at. They had them all put away. But everything was decorated with Christmas lights. And it's interesting because you're walking through the darkness and and you know that everything is wet and nasty and, and muddy. I mean, there's no leaves on the tree. It's just dark and gloomy and ugly. But all of a sudden, you put some Christmas lights in the trees and in the displays, and it illuminates that park in such a beautiful way. Isn't it interesting how lights make things look so much better, right? I mean, you could have a really ugly house. In the daylight, you're like, whoa, you live there? <laughs> but at night, you can put some lights on that house, get it looking real snazzy. And when you turn the lights on in the dark, the lights make everything look beautiful. And that's what Christmas lights are all about. That's what the light of Jesus came to do was to make things look better. Christmas lights are here to make you look better. Amen. Come on, did you see my wife's lights around her neck? Didn't she look so much better than normal? <laughs> no, no. Oh, man, did I say that? Oh, man, as I was saying that, I knew I shouldn't have said that. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> but lights have an amazing way to make things look better. And I'm going to give you an example, and this is in no comparison to speaking to my wife, so don't connect dots by what I'm getting ready to say. But have you ever noticed that a rugged, harsh, dry landscape can become beautiful as the sun starts to go down and we begin to look at what was rugged dangerous dry and we call it a beautiful sunset simply because of how light is cast on something light has the opportunity to make things look so much better now just simply to review and just bring to your attention some things that we talked about last week. If you remember, in Mark chapter 7, verse 13, it says this. Jesus is speaking. He says, concerning your tradition, he says, making the word of God of no effect through your traditions which you have handed down or from you've passed down from generations or you've passed it down from your kids and you got it from your grandparents or your parents. And it says, and much or in many such things you do. So in other words, he says this, he says, the traditions of man have made the word of God of no effect. Now, if you recall, last week we said this, and, and, and we're going to make a connection here through the scripture and the word of God. And as we do, it does not dilute, it does not change, it doesn't make it different. And with what we're doing in connecting the dots, we are saying the same thing, but expressing it a different way. He says, the word of God is of no effect through tradition. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. 
In verse 14 it says, And the Word came and dwelt among us and became flesh. So in other words, the Word is really Jesus. Right? So we could say it this way, through tradition, Jesus has become of no effect in our lives. Now, Jesus, he says this, he's speaking to the crowd. He says this, he says, listen. He says, I am the light of the world. So once again, using scripture to connect the dots, if the word of God is connected and synonymous with who Jesus is, and Jesus said, I am the light, then we could say it this way, through tradition, the light that has come to make everything look better and look good, through tradition, it makes the light of no effect in our lives. Are you seeing what we're talking about here this morning? Because Christmas lights have come to make us look better. But through the traditions of men, we have not allowed the light of what Christmas is truly here for to make us look as good as what it was meant to do. Amen? In fact, for that matter, when you think about light, when you think about just... The meaning of Christmas. And really it's just about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, If you've been around church for any length of time. You might be from a a background. That went to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Is anybody from that background where you went to church two times on Sunday? That's how I was raised as well. And and, and, and Wednesday too, yes. Uh, And that's not so much the culture nowadays. And, and we've allowed ourselves to kind of get into some traditional ruts at times and saying, well, how come we don't do it that way anymore? Well, again, it's just as we're purposing to be led by the Holy Spirit. But more importantly, when we begin to look at how that began, it was a result of the culture of the time. And much of the culture of the time going back several decades, people were farmers. They were into agriculture. That's how they made a living, right? Right. They would go out and they would work the fields. And so especially at harvest time, what they would do, obviously when the sun or the light came up, they were out in the fields harvesting the fields because it was crucial to get the crops in. And so what they did is to say, well, listen, since all you farmers can't come to church in the morning, we're going to have Sunday evening church. Therefore, it makes it available for you to come. Well, the reason why is because men and women were hungry for the light. They wanted to experience the light. But as time has gone on, as modern culture has begun to kind of overtake, isn't it interesting that it's not an issue of having lights anymore? In fact, have you ever drove by those fields late at night and you see those huge combines and it might be like 12 o'clock in the morning. It might be even later than that. And you see these huge pieces of equipment out in the field and they just have football stadium lights lit up. You know what I'm talking about? And so therefore, they can now harvest 24-7 if they really want to. And really that's synonymous with church and for people for that matter is that one time we were hungry for the light. We wanted to know the light. We wanted to to look better in the light of what Christmas and Jesus came to give. But because life has become so busy, we've become so distracted. We've lost the hunger and the desire to experience the light. 
Amen? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, there's some reasons behind that. And we always purpose to, to give you a balance of one side and the other. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says this. It says, for the God of this world has blinded the unbeliever's mind that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and the likeness of God. Christmas lights has come, but the Christmas lights or the light of Christmas is still shining. Did you hear me? Jesus came. He was the light of the world. But when he came and went back to heaven, the light did not leave with him. He said, I'm leaving the light with you. Christmas brought about Christmas lights, but the light has stayed. But did you notice in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, even though that this light is here, people still can't see. The light is shining, but they can't see. Why can't they see? Because the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded their minds. They've been deceived. Now, we naturally take that to unbelievers. Well, yeah, that's those that don't go to church. We're, we're Christian people. We go to church, and so therefore, we've experienced the life. But you realize that there is all kinds of truth to the gospel that many have been blinded from. And they're believers. Come on, I know somebody just, uh, we were talking just uh, uh, last week, I believe it was. They, they had told us about a church that they went to before they got here. And they actually liked the church and went through the membership. But then in the midst of the membership class, the pastor that was giving the membership class says, Now, here's something that is fundamental as to what we believe. We believe that miracles are no longer available or present in today's time. See, Christmas was nothing more than a miracle. The light that came was a miracle. But the light still remains. And the Bible tells us that miracles, God's heart and desire to move on the behalf of his people, are still available today. And so she said, she talked to the pastor and said, did I hear you right and say that miracles are not present today? And he's like, yeah, we believe that that's right. And so she said something that was kind of contrary to what he said, but just gave him what the word of God says. And then he came back to her and says, um, um, I don't believe this is really a good time for you to become part of our membership here at this church. <laughs> well, now that is a pastor, a believer, but there's areas that has not been shown the light in his life. And therefore, they become unbelieving. Because you see, light, the Christmas lights, have come to make us look better. Well, if you've got sickness and disease in your body, being healthy and whole looks a whole lot better, right? If you're poor and beat up and barely getting by, Jesus coming and saying, I want to supply your need, makes you look a whole lot better, doesn't it? A marriage that is on the rocks that's fallen apart. Jesus shows up and exposes the light and everything begins to work itself out. That marriage looks a whole lot better, doesn't it? Why? Because there's light that has come to set man free. But so many people are blinded 
those that are in the church, those that are out of the church. Amen. And God wants us to be free. He wants us to see. Now, if there was light that was shining in the natural. In fact, if I was to ask you, if you did not see anything right now, if it was just black or it was just darkness, what would we call you or what would we say about you? We would say that you're blind. Well, there's natural blindness and there's spiritual blindness. And Christmas lights have come for the sake of us not having spiritual blindness, but for the sake of helping us see what it was all for. If you remember what we saw here, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says that concerning this, that we were blinded and it was preventing us from not discerning the truth, preventing us from, from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ the Messiah, who was the image and the likeness of God. Let's just break that down for just a moment. It says, the ability to not see the light of the gospel. What is the gospel? By definition, the word gospel simply means good news. Come on, this time of year, in all the hustle and bustle, in all the pressure of all the commercial side of what Christmas brings... And, and when you hear about the Christmas parties or just whatever, or the bills that are stacking up, sometimes we can feel as though there is no good news. But in the midst of what seems to be bad news, there is good news. But can you see it? Amen? Why? Because there's always a brighter side. It says... The enemy has come to blind our eyes from seeing the light of Christ or who Christ is. That description is not a name. It's a description of who Jesus was and that he was the Christ. And the word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. You might say, well, what does that mean? Well, the Bible says in Isaiah 10, 27, it says that the anointing destroys the yoke and it removes the burden from people's lives. So in other words, the light of Christmas brings about and makes us know who Christ the anointed one is and what he came to do. And that was to remove the burden and to destroy the yokes. Come on. Christmas does not have to be a burden. Life does not have to be a burden. Do things come? Absolutely. Do things come to try to burden us? Sure they do. But the Bible says upon knowing who Christ is and having the light of knowing who he is, that anointing or that power has the ability to not have us weighted down, burdened down, carrying the weight and the load of life, but being able to be free. He also goes on to say this. He says that this light has come to know the Messiah. Christ the Messiah. What is the Messiah? Again, by translation or definition, it is the deliverer. He is the Savior. In other words, He came to set us free. Amen. The light has come. The light of Christmas has come to make us know freedom in the manner of what Jesus came to do. And it didn't leave once He went to heaven. Freedom. Pressure being relieved of life. Joy. Peace. We sing about them, and it sounds good in a Christmas carol, but that's what Christmas is all about. Amen? In John chapter 3, verse 19, it says this. It says, the basis of the judgment, the indictment, the test by which men are judged, the grounds for the sentence 
lies in this. The light has come into the world and people have loved the darkness rather more, rather than and more than the light. For their works and their deeds are evil. Notice what it said concerning the light. It says that the light has come and when the light has come it brought judgment. Did you see that? He says one of the primary goals and the basis of the light coming was to bring judgment. Now, we oftentimes hear that word and say, whew, that's rough, that's hard. But judgment doesn't have to be a bad thing. Judgment doesn't have to be a hard thing. Judgment can actually be a good thing. Because again, light comes to bring clarity. He says, before you received Christ, your deeds were evil. He says, but when the light came, it exposed and it brought judgment between one and the other. Right? So think about it. When light comes, what does it do? It shows you where you are. Right? When light shows up, it shows you where you are. When light comes, it shows you where you're going. Right? And when light comes, it reveals. Right? So in other words, any of you driving down the road at nighttime, just just for kicks, drive down the expressway at 70 miles an hour and just turn your lights off. This is exciting. It's exhilarating. Whoa, it was a close one. I almost died right there. No, we don't do that. We turn the lights on. Why? Because we want to know where we're at. And we want to know where we're going. And that light brings about judgment or tells me where I need to go and navigate. Right? When there's a turn coming in the road, those lights not only tell me where I'm at, but it tells me where I'm going. But then light also reveals reveals the light of God reveals or exposes some things we're going to look at that in just a moment but when you think about it God sent light for his kids because he loves you now at my house at night we turn lights on in the bathrooms, we have little night lights. The reason that we do is because when the kids get up, there's illumination or there's light for them to be able to navigate and go to the bathroom. In the kitchen, we leave the little microwave light underneath of the, the, the stove there over the oven so that when the kids get up, if they want to drink, there's illumination. There's light to help them navigate. Now, our bedroom is, is downstairs, and so at the bottom of the stairs, we've got a little light on. Just a little lamp. The reason that we do that is because when the kids get up, if they decide to come downstairs, we want to help them navigate safely down the steps and see where they're going. Are you tracking with, tracking with me? And then when they come into our bedroom, we've got a little night light on the side or plugged into the little outlet there so that when they come into our room... They don't trip over my wife's slippers. And she throws all the pillows on the floor. No, she don't do that. <laughs> but why? Because we care about our kids. 
We're trying to create a safe environment for our kids. We're trying to give them light or illumination that will lead them to us if they need. What's the light of Christmas? What is Jesus all about? It's the light that leads us to the loving arms of God. And light always brings about comfort, doesn't it? You hear something? What do you do? You turn on the light. I mean, you might hear something and get your pistol out or something. I don't know. But I'm just saying you turn the lights on because you want to see, right? It brings about comfort. Everybody desires light. If you go into a dark room, come on, let me give me some participation here. If you go into a dark room, what do you do? You turn the light on. If you're looking for something and it's dark, what do you do? You turn on the light. Anybody got a cell phone? You ever use the little flashlight on that? Sure you do. Maybe you're like me. I've got flashlights in strategic places in my house in the event that the power goes off. I got a little flashlight right by my bedside. Why? Because if I need a flashlight when the power goes off, I've got light. Right? Everybody desires light. Light sets people free. And Jesus came to deliver us from the bondage that the enemy tries to ensnare us. Now, I want you to stick with me here for just a second. And I want you to hear my heart. But have you ever noticed those that have gotten caught up into addiction? We could say it this way. They, they're, they're, they're bound, right? Bound to the addiction. And I'm not speaking ill of those things. It's just a fact. If you've ever been a smoker, it's hard to get up, get, get over smoking, right? Because of the hold that it has on you. Maybe you've given yourself to drugs and it's hard because of the hold that it has on you. Maybe alcohol, it has a hold on you. So remember I said everybody desires light, right? Okay, so for all of you lily white people, you won't even understand what I'm talking about right now, okay? But for those of you that have ever partaken of any of this kind of thing, you'll understand what I'm talking about. All right, so... I'm going to act it out for just a moment. I got my pack. I get out a cigarette. I put it in my mouth. Got a cigarette in my mouth. And... Hey, do you got a... a light? Right? So the person... Now, why do I need a smoke? The reason I need a smoke is because I'm stressed out right now. And that just helps me cope with life. But all of a sudden, I don't have... Oh, dear God. Do you have a light? Right? You've, you're following. All right, now, none of you have done this either. So again, this might just kind of hurt your ears. But you know, there's those that maybe have given themselves to marijuana. You know, just relax and take it easy. And you're kind of hanging out with your, your buddies or your, your friends. And so you might say this word. Hey, you want to light one up? Right? You're desiring the light because of what you're feeling. I want some relief. I want to let the stress. I want to feel better. I want some peace of mind. And I still need some light to help me in that. Or you've seen somebody that they just had a little bit too much. And we have a word for them. They're lit. 
<laughs> she was quick on that. So again, watch her. She might be a little. <laughs> Everybody desires the light. And light brings judgment. It brings clarity. It exposes the darkness. It shows us where we are. It shows us where we're going. And it reveals or exposes things in our life. Amen? And so when it comes to the light, there's two components. When we're desiring light, there's two components that take place. For instance, you come into a dark room and you want to turn the light switch on. There's two components that are needed. Number one is power. Number two is faith. You go over to the light switch and you turn it on. Every single one of us use blind faith to turn lights on. You go in your car, you expect the dome light to come on. You go in your car, you expect the lights to come on when you start it up. When you, when you use your phone, you expect the light to be there. When you, when you go into a room and you flip the light switch, you expect it to come on or the light to appear. There's faith that you're exerting, even though it doesn't seem like it. You are believing that when you put into action the effort to turn the light on, it comes on. But the only way that it comes on is if there is power behind the light. So every single one of us have to purpose to expose or tap into faith that will begin to release the power of God. Well, what is the power of God in our life? What is the power of God that allows us to be connected with the light. In John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his son. And Jesus said. I'm his son. But I'm the light. So what connected me. Or what was the power. That connected me with the light. It was God's love. God. Loves you. And he's wanting the light. To make you look good. He's wanting to reveal where you're at. He wants to reveal where you're going. But he also wants to expose all of the goodness and the things that he desires for your life. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4. You doing okay? Luke chapter 4 verse 18 it says, this is Jesus speaking. He's coming and he's telling them, this is why I came. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Remember, we talked about that word anointing. He's put on me power that destroys yoke and removes burdens. He says, he's anointed me. I'm the Messiah, the sent one, the one that's come to set free and deliver to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce, announce releasing, or excuse me, sent me to announce release to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind. He is sent forth as delivered. Now look at these words. And set forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity. What did Jesus, the light, come to do? He says, I've come to bring good news to the poor. Come on, all of us start to feel the crunch during this time of year. We need more money. We need more money. It's tight. We're coming into the new year. Oh, dear God, we over budgeted ourselves. It's tight. What's good news to poor people? You don't have to be poor no more. 
Oh, Jesus came so I don't have to be poor? Yes! Spiritually, naturally, emotionally, physically, financially, every area. Jesus came that you don't have to be poor. That's good news. Well, yeah, but you don't know my story. I've got good news. But you don't know what the last year was like, but I've got good news. You don't know where I'm at right now. I've got good news. You don't know what the, what the doctor said and what the lawyer said and what the bank said. I've got good news. We don't have to be poor because there's light that's come and it didn't leave. It's still here. And it's here to make us look better. He says, I've come to release the captive, those that are bound, those that are enslaved, those that are trying to be free. I've come to release them. I've come to give sight to the blind so that they don't have to be ignorant of what I came for. They don't have to just have light to get to heaven. They can begin to have light and understand all the truth of why I came and the life that they can experience right now on this life. And then he said this. And he came to set forth as delivered. Did you hear how he said that? I was come. The light came to set forth as delivered. See, this is where faith kicks in. Because the power of God's love says, you are delivered. When light came, it was a done deal. And so many of us are trying to get delivered, trying to get peace, trying to get free. And Jesus said, when I came, I came to show you that you were. And therefore you are. Now, just walk in the light. And so here's my question for you. Is the light of Christmas shining in your life? <clears throat> Because when the light comes, it shows you where you're at. It shows you where you're going. And it exposes some things. The Word of God is nothing more than Christmas lights. There's Christmas lights for your financial situations. There's Christmas lights for your physical health. There's Christmas lights. For your marriage. There's Christmas lights for your career. There's Christmas lights for your church. There's light. In the word of God. For whatever you need. And it's good news. And it makes you look better. It makes you feel better. It makes life worth living. But so many people are standing by saying, God, what's the deal? But we never look at the Christmas lights. And God says, there's good news in there. It's turning. The tide is turning in your favor. It's a new season. It's a new place. Let's begin to experience the life that God desires. Why not make it start this Christmas? Rather than waiting to the end of the year or the beginning of a new year, let's start right now. If you need to adjust or tweak one of the light bulbs, do it. You might just find out that what you thought you believed 
was nothing more than tradition all along. And therefore, I found out miracles still happen. God still is real. God still talks to me. I can know his voice. I can be forgiven. Even if I've done it 125 times, God will forgive me 126 times and more if needed. Oh, God wants us to be free. Amen. We're in an exciting time. Let's not back down. Let's not give up. Let's not slow our pace. Let's not get bogged down. Let's run. Let's let the light shine bright. Because each and every one of us are part of it. Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you that the word is the light and the light is you. And I thank you, Father, that God, we're not running from the light because of what is exposed. God, we're running to. And God, we thank you that you have assembled us together for such a time as this. God, you have called us to be family. And so, Father, I thank you that we're growing together. We're moving forward. And God, we just thank you that peace, joy, and the light of Christmas is known this year better than it's ever been before. God, help us truly impart that to our children. That it's not about the gifts. That's fun. That's enjoyable, but it's all about you. God, we celebrate you and thank you that you are illuminating your love and your power to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.